The accounts you're about to hear may or may not be true and might include details which have been changed to protect the identities of those involved or those telling the story. This better be funny. I'm serious. This better be funny. Or we'll just tell you it's not funny. Okay? So, this better be funny. Well, uh, here, here's another This Better Be Funny uh, Despicable Edition, everybody. Uh, Despicable 4? <laughs> Despicable 4. Yeah. We are totally trying to piggyback on the movie Despicable Me. Right. And hopefully we can get up enough in Google results <laughs> that people will listen to it. That's how we're going to get listeners. That's our tactic. Not Because we're not going to be famous, you know. <laughs> You know, we can't use that route. Like, I'm famous, I have a podcast. Well, we, got a, we got a solid uh, 40. Yeah, we got a solid 40. <laughs> solid 40 oh, oh, you mean a solid... Oh, I thought you were talking about a solid 40 episodes out of 83. No, no. You have a solid 40 minutes? No, 40 listeners. Oh. <laughs> Maybe 30. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I will admit to this. <laughs> I, I have been at a show where an audience member did heckle me and say, Hey, this better be funny. There you go, 41 listeners now. Right? Yeah. Uh, right. Because, uh, what's his name, still doesn't listen to his own episode. Oh, Gerard? Yeah. Yeah, Gerard Carmichael doesn't listen to his own episode. <laughs> that guy. Anyways, uh, this week we have uh, the lovely and talented uh, Margot Lightman, who, uh, how many times have you won the moth? Five. I just won it again. Five times. Five story slams and then one grand slam. Is that, that's, a, that's, that's a record, right? No. You brought in a ringer. <laughs> no. no, not a record at all, actually. Uh, yeah, I did, br- I, I did bring in a ringer. <laughs> I've never actually, the story I'm going to tell today, I've actually never told on stage ever. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. How dare you bring in a ringer? <laughs> okay. I actually have to be on my best behavior now. Right, you do. Storytelling. You do. Jerk. All right. Yeah. Uh, you want them, and you do a bunch of storytelling shows around LA and around the country, as well as workshops? Yeah. I would say so, yes. I do. What do you want me to say? Do you want to plug some? Oh, oh. <laughs> a bad plug. Ra- oh, yeah, I do a show called Small and Tall Tales at UCB. I do another show called Strip Stories that's less frequent because my partner on that's in New, Jer- in New York. And then I wrote a book of stories called Gawky Tales of an Extra Long Awkward Phase, which you can get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can get you can actually get a Barnes and Noble, right? You can get a Barnes and Noble. You can get an audiobook. I got it on Audible.com. If you if you, you want to be get it across the street at Skylight Books, yeah. you, you want to be. <laughs> oh yeah, was, that's even cooler and hipper. I was like, you can go to Powell's.com. What's for Powell's? Powell's is that giant like like book city that's in Portland. Oh. They have like a huge bookstore that's like bigger than a Best Buy. Wow. Yeah, you could get it there. Yeah, yeah. but they also have an online store. Oh. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Margot is great and accomplished, and as Jeremy said, a ringer for this, uh-huh. where we're basically doing a despicable story off, uh-huh. and um, Jeremy seems worried. Um, I'm a little disturbed that you brought in a ringer this time. <laughs> First uh, times you brought in comics, and now you bring in a professional storyteller. That's nice. 
But Margot's like hilarious though. Well, okay. I don't know how good this funny this story's gonna be. I've never told it before. We'll see. Oh, we'll so see. That, you have that in your in your side. All right. Is there anything you want to set up before you, you just want to get into it? Well, I'll just get, I'll get into it. I mean, it's it's a world premiere. All right, it's a world premiere. Never before heard. You know where my mind went to that? Remember, like MTV ten years ago when they would cut to a thing like MTV world premiere, world premiere of this music video from Janet Jackson. Yeah, oh, those were the days. Yeah, and then it'd just be her shitty falsetto. You have a Janet Jackson tape in there. Yeah, I'm a huge Janet Jackson fan. Seven Janet Jackson. I'm a huge Janet Jackson fan, but you know her falsetto is horrible. Right. She sings in a falsetto constantly. Well, why'd you buy the tapes? Because I love the songs. Yeah, well. It's just like Macy Gray. Her voice is horrible. I but, love her voice. But it's good. She can't hit a note to save her life. She can hit it better than I can. She it's fine. Hit, she couldn't hit a note if note was a dude and she had a butt. It's oh, horrible. I didn't get that. Okay. All right. All right. Before we go down too much of a soul R&B argument hole. She didn't tip me. All right. <laughs> what do I have to be Michael Buffer now? And Jeremy Paul versus Margot Lightman. Okay. Yes. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm Jake Kroger, the host, by the way. <laughs> right. So, all right. So, when I was a sophomore in college, I went home for a winter break. And then um, I was, like, 19. And I, my friends and I got pulled over, and we got arrested for uh, pot. And um, <laughs> so then I, had all, I went back to college, and I had all these court fees to pay for it. And so I had to get this job at a bakery, and I had this boss there who was like this red-faced guy in his 50s named Michael. And uh, so I get this job at the bakery to pay off all my court fees, and he was like always really stressed out. And I told him that I would like I was gonna stay through the summer. I was gonna live in my college town the summer. I was gonna work all year. Yeah. <laughs> it was gonna be it was gonna be great. And then he was like, well, you're, I'm hiring you based on that, that you'll stay for the summer, because all the college kids leave. I was like, I won't leave, I won't leave. Right. So we you know I'm studying acting in college, and then I auditioned for the summer theater, like, what's it called, summer stock, like a paid job. <laughs> oh, uh, to be summer the, stock. <laughs> to be the, uh, my dream role of playing the fairy in The Velveteen Rabbit and getting paid for it. <laughs> I got it, guys. I got the part. All right. And it was like awesome. my first professional job at like an equity theater and so I was obviously not going to like make donuts for a living so I uh, instead because this is what I wanted to do so I took the job and I went to my boss at the bakery and I was like I'm so sorry but I can't stay for the summer I've got this acting job and he got like really red in the face and started screaming at me and was like you liar you lied to me you are not to be trusted I let other people go because of you 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 are a liar and I was like I can come back and work in the fall and he was like you cannot have your job in the fall <laughs> he was like you I do not hire liars and he was like I do not wish you out like screaming 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 and I was like I will find you a replacement she will start like now. zero to sixty yeah he went like it was like insane so I find him a replacement and I uh, and she, she's gonna start the next day and like late in the night, I get this call from him, and he's like, <laughs> I've never told the story, there's a reason, okay? So he calls me like late in the night, and he's like, Margo, and he was British too, he's like, Margo, uh, I- I'm sorry, I just want you to know I'm sorry I lost my temper. <laughs> you can, you could have your job in the fall, okay? If you want your job, you can have it. And I was like, okay, well, we'll talk then. And he's like, oh, okay, and that was it. So the next day, my friend starts, I go work and be the fairy in the Velveteen Rabbit, and like I don't check in or anything. So a few days later, I see the girl that took over for me, and I was like, how did it go? And she's like, well, it was really weird for the first few days, considering what happened to 
boss, Michael. And I'm like, what? What happened? And she's like, uh, he was missing my first day. And then he was missing my second and my third day. But the, his uh, daughter and son-in-law that worked there knew that he, I had been hired. And she's like, so they went out into his house, way into the woods to go see if he was okay. And he had been dead for three days there, like, body rotting in his house. Wow. Okay. Like, and, she, and I was like, well, what happened? And she's like, he died. He, I'll just, he died, like, the day I quit. Like, he fucking went off on me. <laughs> called me and apologized and then fucking dropped dead. And I was, like, the last person he spoke to. And, like, the last thing that he, like, just fucking pulled him over the edge. Like, His last wish was to clear it up with you. He cleared it up with me and then he dropped dead. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, he was always really stressed out, but it was like me, it was like the final straw. And I was like, oh, wow, something really must have stressed me out. Like, I like said, guys, I'm telling you, I said nothing of this for years of my life. Like, I just was like, wow, this man went off on me, like, had his penance and then died. And I've never told, and like, rotted in his house for three days. And I never spoke of it. And I just like went on with my life. Oh, of course. And then. I got married. This is my college town. So then I got married in my college town, and I was back there. Oh, you were one of those. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. What do you mean, one of those? I didn't get married. I I didn't get, like... You got married in college or in your college town? My college town is beautiful. Ithaca, New York. It's a beautiful place. I I mean, I didn't get married. I wouldn't get married in, like, Binghamton, please. So I go back, and I go to see how the bakery is doing, and it's been taken over... Uh, by this, it's called the Mate Factor now, and it was apparently sold like right after, um, or soon after, like I think after the guy died and I was working there, it stayed open like another year, and then it was like closed my senior year, just empty, and then it was taken over by these new owners. Okay, the Mate Factor, and everybody in town was like, and I didn't want to, told me not to go in there. Long story short, it's owned by a cult now. Like, it's taken over by a true cult, I swear to gosh, you can look it up, the Mate Factor in Ithaca, New York, and it's run by a cult, and uh, and they kind of use it as, like, a front, and, and it's, like, these weird people that, like, they wear long dresses, and their hair is long, and the guys have long hair, and it's sort of like a front for recruiting people. This is, like, I looked it up on... Um, Snopes, is that what it's called? Yeah, Snopes. <laughs> Snopes, and it's true. So here's my thing: it's like. But what do they sell? What's the front? Mate, which okay. is like a type of. Oh, tea. Like a type of alternative to coffee. Right. Okay, and like, but my thing is like, had I not gotten that part in that play, okay, and had him go like been the fairy in the Velveteen Rabbit, had that man go off and man lose his temper and have whatever heart condition he probably had, go off into you know go to eleven and drop dead that he wouldn't have lost his business and then had it closed down and had it re-owned by these people <laughs> that are bringing people in and they're a cult. And it's like, and they're, uh, that's, I, that's all I have to say, but it's my fault. Wait, so, <laughs> let me get this straight. His, his family sold the business to a cult? The family, without him, because he was the heart and soul of the business, right. the business went down. Well, what, what culty thing do they do? Uh, make women servants, like, have, oh. make them, like, have a lot of babies, make the men be in charge, polygamy, like... Oh, they want it to be, like, Mormonism without the weird underpants? No, it's not like that. It's, like, it's much worse. Like, Oh, okay. It's, like, really a cult. Like Jonestown? More like <laughs> Jonestown. 
Like, yeah. because time travel is not possible to the 1940s, yeah. let's just do this. No, but it's more like, uh, I was reading about it, and I could read about it more. It's it's really creepy, yeah. Um, but they do, you know, culty things, and it's like, they're all like, welcome, welcome, would you like some literature when you've been there, and stuff like that. My mother went in there and got some sort of juice drink, and she said they were overly nice, there were pamphlets everywhere, and like, she had, she had her eye out. But I can't go in there because I feel like it's my fault. <laughs> like, I know it's my fault. It is my fault. Do you think his ghost is haunting the place? Secretly, and he's God going, damn it, Mara. going in there, you're like, she killed me. Get her in here. <laughs> I do feel like I killed her. I do feel like I killed her. I, I, I wonder if they've made up a story that, like, this, oh, this cult, like, we're, we're this, is, this building houses, like, a dead, they know it's a baker. Yeah. But they're like, oh, let's change it to something more interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> a, a dead, uh, a dead, um, like are there pastries floating around? <laughs> yeah, but I think it's even creepier that he died like in, in his house in the woods. Yeah, that's that's a, a weird detail to have. Like a house in the woods. Who goes out to the house in the woods to make phone calls? He did to call me and say he forgave me right before he died. How many, how many other phone calls did he make that night? Just me. I, <laughs> I got. I gotta say, it, it, I I uh, it was fine. <laughs> While you were telling that, when you uh, got you quit the job and then you were talking to the girl, I, it made it sound like the girl had a weird day because she was locked out for three days. What do you mean? Like, oh yeah, he wasn't there my first day, wasn't there my second day. She oh, just yeah. sh- showed up oh, and no, stood outside. His his, chill, his like daughter and his son-in-law also worked there and had kids. Right. And they had but kids. I like that they waited three days. Yeah, was he known to go fishing for three days or something? No, he was supposed to be. He can't work every day. Like I don't know why. So they nobody waited. even bothered. Somebody killed that dude. You think over what? Probably the business, so they could sell it to a cult. You think it was a slow burn, though? Hey, why not? Yeah. Well, it's another burial ground. Like it, it, that bakery's built over a burial ground for what their cult stands for, and they're like, we got to get rid of the baker. Like the kids were really in the cult. The, his children. Yeah. Yeah, but then why wait? It was like out of business and empty my whole senior year. Well, you, can't very, you very well can't kill the dude and then start the cult immediately. You got to. Well, the cult is in other cities too, though. This is the Ithaca division of this cult. This is a nationwide cult. I could look. I have to look up the name and then we'll put an addendum. Wow. I, I mean, I know it's a like a on the books cult. That's so. For all for as many shirts as I saw in college that were like Ithaca is gorgeous. Yeah. That uh, it's weird that like I've only seen that shirt and nothing to back it up because it's like. There's this cult in that bakery, yeah. and now and there's like a shotgun company. There's a shotgun company? Yeah, the Ithaca Gun Company. They're famous for their shotguns. You know that? Yeah, they're like you know, long barrel, short barrel, a long barrel. Yeah, they like make slug guns that like they have uh, this proprietary shotgun called the Deer Slayer that shoots slugs. That's like known for its accuracy. It's a tack driver. I feel like I know too much. <laughs> yeah, you become a gun nut. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. I'm there for that. I'm sorry that because you want to be the Velveteen Rabbit, you started a cult. <laughs> I sort of feel that way. Here's the other thing: is like if I was a really successful actor now, I'd be like, and you see, it was all worth it. But like, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. So it's yeah. kind of like I feel like that, I mean that was kind of one of the best jobs I ever got. My God. Right. The Velveteen yeah, Rabbit? Yeah, I was. <laughs> is, this, is this your version of Damn Yankees? Kind of. I mean, that was the best I could do. So at least if I would, like, gone off to be, like, the most successful actor, I'd be like, well, 
sometimes, you know, some people have to lose in order for me to win, but like, I'm still <laughs> at the bottom. I'm still at the bottom, so right. I don't know. Some people have to lose in order for me to win. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Like but, not the case. <laughs> It'd be, wouldn't it be creepier if that cult started, like, built like something in your memory they're like oh we got started here in Ithaca because of Marco <laughs> like because of the sequence of events <laughs> like she was the key we, we couldn't get the baker out I was I was oh god we it's knew. weird because honestly I'm just starting to talk about this now because I have had so much guilt about it like it happened and I just was like that's strange and just kept it inside like ever yeah yeah that was, that, wow, that was great. Thanks. That was, well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Well, I'm just sort of going through it now. I'm Now I'm finally <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, dealing with it is now not I'm going, dealing with it. Now I'm just going through it. Yeah, right. what happened, I threw it under the rug, and I was like, well. Yeah, another day in paradise. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this. Like, are there times where, like, for... I mean, where you, like, completely forget about that story, like, that it happened, and then it, you, there's, like, a trigger of wherever you're at. Like, you hear somebody say something, and then you're like, that pops up, and you're like, oh, God, I did that! Yeah, uh, you know those cookies, black, the black and white cookie? Yeah. That was our specialty, except we did it with a chocolate bottom. And you went to Cantor's, and that happened? No, but, I mean, whenever <laughs> I see that, if I see a cookie like that, yeah, it's at Cantor's or anywhere, it sort of reminds me, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's, I've only, like recently ran into a bunch of those where it's just like you know everyone thinks they're generally a good person and then you just run into certain things that trigger a certain memory like oh god I can't believe I did that but in the same way if I could go back I would not have changed anything I would not have not taking you know I'm a sophomore going to be a junior in college I got offered a paid acting job in theater which is my major there's no way that I would have not taken it so even if I could go back I wouldn't I mean, there's nothing. I wouldn't have changed anything. It just is what it is. Right. And yeah. stopping, you know, if you could go back, saving, like stopping 9/11 in Hitler is way more important. Right. And I still don't even know if it was me, but I feel like it was. I mean, <laughs> in that weird, like, everyone's. Did cop, wait, did the cops ever come to you? Like no. this? Uh, you're the last person he called. The phone record showed. Yeah, because I think he died of natural causes, so I don't think it mattered. It's not like there was a murder investigation. Right. But you know. Induced heart failure. Did yeah. he tell you anything about a business? You could have came. You could have came away with the business. Like he said, he was leaving the business to me. <laughs> he, is he, he induced his own heart attack? He, I'm assuming he's buried somewhere, right? I'm assuming, yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask, like, do you know what's written on his tombstone? No, I mean, <laughs> I was a sophomore in college, and I worked there for one semester, and he was my boss. Like, we weren't. That's we were as close as those two people could be, which is not close. I know this wouldn't happen, but it would entertain me to no end to think like, what if there were people that just like didn't like die that no one cared about, and their their epitaph on their tombstone was just whatever the last thing they said was. <laughs> you can have your job in the fall, Mark. Yeah, no, 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 it's in two parts. Like, I don't hire liars. Hey, you can have your job in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then you would just like then that would be a whole show. People would just go to that cemetery to watch other people just bust up yeah. in the middle of the cemetery. Quite <laughs> oh. funny, yeah. All right, well that is Margot Lightman's story, everyone. Uh, all right, now Jeremy, do you have the sheet of paper? I have, yes. All right, so Jeremy uh, Paul is going to uh, give Margot uh, the sheet of paper with four titles. Uh huh. She's going to read them all. Pick uh-huh. one that she wants to hear. Right. Got it. Yeah. All right. And I'm going to also look up the name of the cult. 
the meantime. <laughs> oh, please yes. tell me. I want to... Cockblocker, Independence Day, Parakeet... Do I read this out loud? Yes. All right. Cockblocker, Independence Day, Parakeet, Revenge, Kids Got Blamed For It. Yes. Those are the four titles. Independence Day. Okay. I'm losing friends today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is this a Statue of Limitations story? No. This is a... If anything, I should be worried about statute of limitations. How many years was that ago? Oh, sophomore in college? One. One year ago. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was 19. She was a sophomore in college. It was obviously three, three to, to four, two, years ago. four years ago. Right. Yes. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking that risk. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Independence Day. Uh, please be sure to give the... Uh, the the uh, disclaimer before the episode that oh I put that on every episode yeah. for this one this might not be true yeah uh, <laughs> no there's a disclaimer at the beginning of each episode where I say names and things have changed to protect the innocent or whatever yeah so uh, I change no names in my putting <laughs> uh, them in dead man <laughs> and the title the exact title of the show. I don't think you gave any names. I said it was Michael, but you know what? Everybody's going to like that. Yeah, there's a, it was Michael Bolton. Exactly. As far as we know. <laughs> Michael Bolton's a ghost now? Yeah, it's Michael Bolton's ghost. Still releasing hits. Yes, yes he is. That's Michael Buble. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, this story takes place a number of years ago. Um, I'll just say 10. Okay? It might not be 10. It might be sooner. It might have been 4. Say, say, say 150 for all. Yeah. This is an ancient tale of somebody else. Civil War, pre-antebellum. Yeah, yeah, that that happened. So, um, there was a band named Joseph. Not Jeremy, Joseph. uh, (laughs) Who was lonely one day. and uh, There were people that cared for Joseph. And he needed needed some tender loving care, so to speak. And uh, there was one kind young woman who said, you know what? I'm lonely, you're lonely, we can be friends. And so we became friends. I mean, Joseph and the girl became friends. And, uh, and uh, they, they began a tryst after a little while. Uh, didn't matter that she was married. Uh, uh, the tryst happened. Uh, I don't think it would be a tryst in the modern day without a marriage. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was a nice tryst. Uh, Joseph would show up to wherever she was at, be it her her job at a library or or their house, uh, the the married woman's house, and they would, you know, read books. Yeah, books. Or have sex. And uh, it was a lot of sex. (laughs) So... uh, Like how much sex? Uh, uh, it was a lot. It was comical. Can you give a number, a ballpark number, a fake ballpark number? I have, uh, Three times a day. No, no, no. She's married. You can't have three times in a day. He only had a finite amount of time before the husband came back from the movies with the with the daughter and the Are son. Are you praying that he was watching Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah, Joseph was, yes. <laughs> what would happen was Joseph would get a phone call from this lady and... Uh, she would say what movie her husband and two kids were going to go see. J- Joseph would check the time of that movie, then he would go to her house for that amount of time. So he knew, like, if it was a Pixar movie, he had two hours <laughs> to pleasure this woman. 
you know, because it's out of loneliness. Now, the way that they met uh, Joseph and this mystery woman, uh, Joseph's career is in uh, wine sales. And this woman and her husband used to come and enjoy the wine. And, you know, they loved the wine. They were big fans of the wine. Uh, and that's what type of wine? Dirty wine. I don't know what the dirtiest wine is, but they love the toilet dirty. wine? Prison wine? Basically, yeah. So, uh... What's toilet wine? No, prisoner... People in prison do make wine out of their they, toilets. They ferment peaches in plastic bags in the back of the toilet. That's, Why do you guys know all about that? I, well, Jeremy went to prison once. I wasn't in prison, man. I was in jail. Sorry. The difference. Yeah, he was framed for a crime. That is actually true. So, uh, <laughs> Do you want to say fuck that guy again? No, I don't. Not right now. It's okay. I'm Things in the middle, I'm in the middle of this story. Right, the other one. <laughs> Afterwards, I'll say fuck Todd Leach. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, there was a day, I guess, about a year into this tryst, that uh, Joseph was at, was at his lowest. And uh, the woman... After a tryst, a evening, said, "Hey, do you want to go and meet me and my coworkers down at the beach tomorrow? Want to spend the day with us?" And Joseph said, "Okay." Now keep in mind, the husband of the tryst, the woman, didn't still didn't know what was going on, uh, completely in the dark. Thinks he has a faithful wife, faithful wife, and a hunger for movies. Yes, and a, a love of Pixar movies. Uh, Watching Wally while this is happening. That happened. Uh, so, so Joseph says, "Okay," because all the all the woman's uh, co-workers, her librarian co-workers, are all attractive, and why not be around that? So, uh, Joseph goes to the beach and where all the women women are. Turns out it was a family get together. Oh no! Yeah. So all the women had brought their kids, their families. Husbands, like every single one of them. Yes, every single one of them. So it's glaringly obvious. Yes, that you are by yourself. Yes, I I'm, mean Joseph's by himself. Yeah, J Joseph is by himself <laughs> on the beach during a family outing, being introduced to family members. Like this is my friend Joseph, and then he met the husband, who's like, "Hey, who are you?" And Joseph said, "Oh, you remember me from the winery? I sell the wine." And he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Who are you? Why are you here? Like, oh, the other winemaker invited me. Because there was another person that sold wine there. So, Is that pre-planned or did, you, no, did you, Joseph? No, Joseph got lucky. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, after being basically, the day after Joseph had sex with this woman, she invited him to a family function where her husband was, you have to sit there and look at her husband in the face like, yep, I was at your house yesterday. <laughs> uh, and the husband never found out? Nope, still hasn't. Uh, still hasn't found out. Hopefully he's not listening to this. We have 40 listeners, so most likely yeah. not. Hopefully not listening to this. Hopefully this is not the episode he listens to. Look, you had it on the list, and it was the God least interesting title, and then I was like, did like a <laughs> mental sabotage. I was like, this title's boring, which means he doesn't want me to pick it, so I'm going to pick it. That's what happened. So Good call, Margo. <laughs> so, 
all in all, Joseph is... Uh, How'd you shake his hand? Describe your handshake. Oh, it was a firm handshake. It was no, a, like, Jeremy I has... Smiled, I smiled. I mean, Joseph smiled in his face, uh, shook his hand very deep, slapped him on the back, was like, hey... How you doing, man? No, I, I want to accentuate this further. Jeremy, this isn't the first time Jeremy has been the other man. It's not the first time. Uh, and it's not the last, I don't think. No. Uh, apparently, <laughs> that Jeremy's predicted that, that he's going to die because he's running out of a woman's house as the other man, and he falls to his death. You know what's so funny? Like, a long time ago, I met this guy because he... Uh, had a girlfriend like for a few months not a wife and it was nothing that serious but anyway and he she did on her by making out with me and then he broke up with her to be with me right and then a few months later he broke up with me because he wanted to like hook up with other people and I was like and everyone was like yeah because how did you fucking meet him when he was he was cheating on somebody else with you and I was like this guy is such a jerk and everyone was like no you're just an idiot like, if you meet him by that then that's what's that's what, that's what he is yeah right. so. but Jeremy has the, it's like a thing with him that he likes shaking the hand of the the guy I don't like it it just happens oh come on don't tell me you don't like it you're some, like, like some, I don't know how this happens uh, to Joseph a lot Joseph has been shot at on multiple occasions because of this. So Joseph does not like shaking the hands of people. You really want to say Joseph? Yeah, Joseph. <laughs> so Joseph likes shaking the hands of the guy, like, you know, just kind of normally, but in his head he's like, yeah, that's right. I just, I just had it. I just had it. How's that feel? Yeah, firm. Mm. That's the thing Joseph likes to do. Yes, Joseph does like to do that. Jeremy, not so much. Because <laughs> Jeremy's an upstanding Jer citizen. Jeremy's, Jeremy's innocent of all wrongdoing here. All wrongdoing. So, uh, is Joseph going to take this to the grave? No, no. Oh, that's right. He's not. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to add to that? I, I'd like to add that Joseph told me this story uh, last year. He also told me that he keeps getting uh, text messages from this uh, this wife, uh, who keeps wanting it. She still wants it. Yeah, Joseph kind of has a problem with that, huh? Yeah, it's a, a lot of text messages. It's an issue. It's an issue. So yeah, I did not think we were going to pick Independence Day. I really oh, did. This is a boring title. <laughs> I went for it. I fancy myself a private eye at times, and I like to like get inside the mind. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, I will give you credit for that, uh, Mario. You are very good at that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I also have a PS to my story. I'd okay. like to share the name of a cult. Right. It is called the Twelve Tribes. Oh wow! Oh, you don't even have to explain it, but I want you to. Uh, it already sounds bad. What, I mean, there's too many things. No. So, what are some uh, tenets? Um, Is it the same thing as the Kwanzaa? <laughs> what do you mean? Like a, a extended menorah with extra, extra candles? Basically, yeah. yeah. No, the funny thing I the, the the funny thing I've noticed about Kwanzaa, do you know it's like over several days, right, Margot? Yeah, I know. And it had they have like values attached to each day. Oh, I didn't know that. They have values attached to each day, a lot of which are very similar to the values that are written on karate dojos around the country. Oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Muay Thai dojos have the yeah, same yeah. tendencies. Yeah, well. like, <laughs> and also like as an fu to black stereotypes, uh, financial like, what was it? Financial security is one of them. They have a financial security day 
for you good credit. That's for the project. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up your credit. <laughs> that's that's Kwanzaa's sixth day. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole time you have to wear a dumb dashiki that you've never worn <laughs> right. your whole life. Got a, a kufi on trying to clean up the credit. Guys, I'm reading with the 12 tribes. It's intense. It's really nothing I can summarize right. except for the fact that they live communally, for sure. Okay. Uh, you guys will be damned if you don't follow what they say. Okay. Damn you'll, be how? Driven, you'll be driven out of society by a world government dominated by the man of lawlessness. But they don't vote. Ultimately, do, that will happen if we don't obey the 12 tribes. Do they believe in a higher power or what's the 12 oh my tribes? God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is serious. Is the higher Judgment, power Joe No. This is like... It's so much to read. Um, what, what does the 12 tribes stand for? There are 12... I think that there is 12 locations. There are 12 distinct geographical regions around the world. One of them being Ithaca, New York, Bakery. <laughs> so they did plan it. <laughs> what, 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 what if the... the uh... You know, Jake, I don't know. Maybe they did. Like, what if the director built this dude and waited a year? No, what if they did research and like... Uh, and started a play where they cast you as the Velveteen Rabbit like we know that Margot wants it in this and then she'll quit her she job for this she really wants it I don't know guys I don't know which is a little you know what's interesting is like your story had like a beginning a middle and end and had like answers like that was the husband and was, I don't have any answers to my story I have a lot of you guys keep asking me I keep going I don't know guys I don't know That's I don't have any answers to my story it's an unknown as an aside, I also like to state that uh, uh, the wife that was cheated with Joseph has since found, found Islam. Not mu uh, not a Muslim, Islam, right? Islam, yes. All right. So both of our stories have a religious element. Yeah. Yeah, but no. What a long way to go if that is the case uh, for the 12 tribes instead of just, like, getting a guy to shoot the baker. <laughs> I know. We're just waiting for a business to be available. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure in the good New York. Over. Yeah. They, they made a chemical heart attack. So maybe they, what, they have their locations. Here maybe, I mean, they're a crazy cult, right? Maybe one of their tenants is like, real estate e agents are evil. <laughs> so don't go to talk, don't talk to 20, 21, uh, Century 21. <laughs> Farmers. <laughs> Guys, it's pretty creepy, but you could look at 12tribes.com. All right. Is it the number 12 or the, letters? The word, the word. Okay. Look it up, guys. That's what, that's, I'm responsible for keeping that cult alive. And you know, I'm going to say that based off of Margot possibly bringing, like, a new world order about... <laughs> Joseph uh, violated... Uh, you said Joseph. I'm deducting points for Joseph. Come on, man. No, and also, and also, you change to protect the innocent. Hey, yeah, you change to protect the innocent, but you very you made it glaringly obvious with your cadence and intonation, like this is a fake detail. I've changed the name for this. You could have just like went on, and I would have accepted it because I don't, I don't know any of that. But Joseph has to because. All right, I lost this one. I lost this one. Yeah, Margot Margo, uh, wins the cassette tape of her choice, which is, I believe, Tony, Tony, Tony. Has done it again. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Oh. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, do you have a cassette player? 
Yeah, my, one of my cars has it. Yeah, that's not, awesome. I'm like a bourgeois person to say one of my cars. I'm married. I mean, <laughs> no, that's a step up. Jeremy Paul has like over 100 cassette tapes. Yeah, he has no tape player. Well, Jeremy Paul needs to remember my first request was a Bobby Brown cassette, which he did not have, so I have accepted Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Well, my apologies. Uh, if it doesn't work, that's also my apologies. <laughs> and may I urge our listeners, and I hope there are 42 of them now, uh, to go see Margot. She has an amazing story about Bobby Brown, and that as a formative experience in her womanhood. Yes, I do. That's why I wanted the tape back. <laughs> But what, what was the what was the uh, seminal video that you saw? Roni. Do you remember Roni? Oh yeah. Dirty. My heart belongs to a Roni. She's my only girl. She's my only one. Yeah, I'm. Oh. Don't make me go by that goddamn. Right. <laughs> Look, I know a lot happened to Bobby since, but when he was good, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's Especially when he was with New Edition. What? Especially when he was with yeah. New Edition. Yeah. In his early days, he yeah. was he was really good. I yeah. think he was good. And I'm not being He was, also, he was outside by Ralph Transvat, but yeah. He was what? He was outside by Ralph, Ralph Transvat, but yeah. In New Edition. Yeah. But his early solo stuff is really good, too. Yeah, my prerogative. It's good shit. I liked it. And, and then he met Whitney Houston and got big on coke, so there was that. Yeah. Oh, Whitney. Oh, coke. We're all so high and mighty, but we've all done... Our fair share of wrong things that we've learned here today. What? Yeah, and I'm be, not I'm, judging Bobby. I've never or done anything. I'm not judging Bobby. Or <laughs> no, you know I realize like because I haven't like you know committed crimes or done drugs or anything like that. The awful stuff I've done is much weirder. Likely. Yeah. Likely. I don't know. One day somebody will hear it. But you. <laughs> Well, we won't get to uh, to it now. Uh, Margaret, do you have anything to promote? Uh, like, my, where? Book, my book, my book, my book. Gawky. Gawky. I have an extra long awkward face you can read all about Bobby Brown and that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can go see it live where uh, she has the accompanying video. Yeah, you know, you've seen me tell the story live? Yeah. I edited that shit down yeah. and I watched it. She illustrates, this, like, oh, okay. Yeah. What happened with me and Bobby? But you can read all, there's like 12 page chapter about it, play by play, yeah. Uh, where can you, uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? At MargoLightman.com Nice, uh, M-A-R-G-O-T-L-E-I-T-M-A-N uh, Check out Small and Tall Tales at UCB And uh, I think Maybe that's in it. the Moth Grand Slam, October 22nd At the Echoplex? Yeah. yeah Awesome, uh, yeah, Margo's one of the best storytellers around Jeremy, do you have anything to promote? Uh, yes, yeah, September 6th, I am headlining a show in, I believe, Costa Mesa, uh, a place called Jasper's. Never been. I don't know what it's about. Uh, but they're paying me, so I'm going. Right. Uh, com for all my schedule stuff. Uh, uh, uh Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Uh, Sweet Baby Ray's. I bet my ribs on it. Uh, still, have yet to be, still you have yet to be officially sponsored. Yes, T Vana T uh, <laughs> in Beverly Center. I still want to. You know they're a chain, right? But, Just because you've had that one girl who gave you free tea. Yeah, I, I, I still want to make love to her. Uh, and uh, peace out to Joseph. Uh, Joseph, you're hey, a good guy. Is he dead? No, he's not. He's still alive. He's still alive out there doing it. Uh, Joseph is. Hey, that was much better, man. Yeah, Joseph is. <laughs> Joseph is. He's still out there doing it. And uh, he, he, he awaits 
He's a, he's actually uh, found himself a, a new friend, uh-huh. and his new friend is having fun. Uh, Too much fun, I would say. No, no, just the right amount of fun. <laughs> just the right amount of fun. All right. Uh, did you say at Jeremy Paul says on Twitter? Uh, Jeremy Paul says on Twitter. Yep. Uh, and uh, whatever the hell, Google me. Oh, Naked Jeremy's declared the statements. Naked Jeremy Yoga coming out soon. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Him saying a statement in a declarative tone, naked. Sounds good. Naked yeah. Jeremy Yoga, though. That's the new thing. Of course it is. Naked Jeremy Yoga. Uh, With special guest, uh, Christiana, and uh, other special guests as well. Sure. I like that your special guest is somebody that no one's ever heard of, especially because it's one name. Yeah. It's not like she's Ronaldo. Hey, special guest. All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at MFJ Kroger or at the Comedy Bureau. Check out the Comedy Bureau for everything you need to know about LA comedy and more. And for my uh, random indiscriminate plug this week, uh, just whatever happens to be in my field of view, uh, check out the Golf Channel on NBC. Uh, apparently, there's a women's golf tournament happening right now, and there's a French golfer. So if you're wondering if women golf in France, that does happen. You could have went, went with uh, fruit, Vita Fruity or whatever. Oh, well, that's yours. I just happened to see French women golf, and that was what I'm plugging. Okay, then. That's this very funny, everybody. Uh, thank you very much. Check it out next week. <laughs>